Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it is a fantastic privilege to be with you again this week. So glad that we're spending this time together. Episode 120 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges we face in life. Hey, as always, please check out LanceBain.com for more resources and ways that you and I can communicate. Would love to hear from you. Thank you, everybody, for the comments as well on the podcast. That personally encourages me. I appreciate that so much. Would encourage you to do that. And hey, share this with your friend today. The podcast we have together today, the content for our talk together today, I think it's going to be super helpful for pretty much everybody, and I would love for you to share this with your friends. You know, today I want to talk about the eight commitments for better communication. Eight commitments for better communication. I've been a public communicator for oh, 25, almost 30 years of some kind. A lot of my communication is in a large room setting to a larger audience. By larger audience, I mean more than 100 people. And uh, it, that dynamic is very different than when I lead a staff meeting, which has got, you know, six to eight people in it. And it's very different when I'm having a family conversation with my wife. And I think these eight commitments to better communication are going to really help us today, regardless of what kind of space you're communicating in. The desire to be better at communication is the desire for better connection, better momentum, better collaboration. So let's talk about that today. There are many, many books written about communication. Certainly, the internet is has more than its fair share of articles about communication. So there's nothing I'm going to share today that's going to be profound or revolutionary. But these are birthed out of my own experience of being in public communication for over 25 years, married for almost 29 years, a father for 27 years. And I have found these eight commitments to be incredibly helpful for me. Now, by communication, as I said just a few seconds ago, communication, effective communication, really helps us achieve a number of things. We achieve clarity. We can experience momentum. We can exchange heart ideas and emotions, if you will, and stories that exist at a deeper level. Through effective communication, better communication, we can develop trust and collaboration. Nations are moved by effective communication. Households are built upon effective and powerful and inspirational communication. Communication is so important. I, I often share this example, and it's, a, it's an important example, and I think it's one to easy to overlook, but it highlights and underscores the importance of communication. We created a language called Braille for folks who can't see in order to communicate. We want to communicate to them, and we want them to communicate to us. We've come up with medical technology that allows people through eyesight to look at a keyboard because they can't speak, yet a computer will speak whatever it is that they're looking at as letters with their eyes or simply adjusting something with their fingers. We created an entire new form of communication called sign language for deaf people who can't 
you hear audible sounds. It, communication is so important that we become innovative in how we communicate because, because communication is connection and connection is critical. And I want you to be a better communicator. I don't think any of us have arrived at the masterful art of communication. So let me share with you these eight commitments to better communication. Commitment number one, and these are in no order of priority, just some things I jotted down, and they're based upon really a response to an article found on michaelhyatt.com written by Skip Pritchard, The Nine Mistakes Leaders Make When Communicating. Appreciate Mr. Pritchard's uh, material. Don't know him personally. Don't know Michael Hyatt personally, but I appreciate their material. But I don't want to tell you what to do wrong. I want to tell you what I've done that's been helpful and right. And so I have eight commitments to better communication as a response to the nine mistakes leaders make when communicating. Okay. Uh, Commitment number one is to acknowledge your environment. Acknowledge your environment. If you're going to be in a large room, it's important to know the temperature of the room, the sound system, be familiar with the stage, what kind of microphone are you using, what kind of props do you need. All the way down to if you're having a more one-on-one kind of conversation with someone at your local coffee shop. How loud is the coffee shop? Is there lots of music that's playing in the coffee shop? The more you can acknowledge your environment and be familiar with the environment, then the better preparation you can do on having a conversation and being a better communicator. There's a local restaurant in my area where I do not have meetings because the music is always loud and it's difficult to hear the other person talk. And the music, while pleasant for their environment, it's not conducive for effective communication. And not only do you need to acknowledge your physical environment, is this at the dinner table? Is this in a large room? But you also want to acknowledge the emotional environment. You want to acknowledge sort of some of the overlooked um, environmental factors such as uh, temperature, noise, uh, emotional condition, your emotional condition. Is it a sensitive topic? Are you in a public space? And so you need to acknowledge the environment when you're going to be communicating with people. That's commitment number one. Commitment number two is to repeat. And repeat again. Repeat. My friend, one of my great friends, says that repetition is the price of knowledge. If, particularly in, if you're communicating uh, vision, you're managing a team, you're inspiring your staff, you're doing a corporate sales group, whatever it may be, it's important to be repetitive. It's the price of knowledge. Think through your talk. What are the one or two points that you're really wanting to get across to someone and can you find a short, pithy, interesting way to communicate it and then repeat yourself multiple times. You know, repeat yourself multiple times. You know, repeat yourself multiple times. (laughs) You get it? Because communication is connection. Communication is clarity. Communication is collaboration. Communication is incredibly important. And you want to be repetitive. As an effective communicator, it's important to be repetitive. If you're having a conversation and you're communicating in that that, that form, oftentimes the content, the emotions, the needs of yourself, the needs of another or more than one others, you can chase rabbit trails, as we say, and you can sometimes forget the point of the whole conversation. And sort of in your own heart, it's like, I think we've lost sight of what we were really supposed to be talking about. And that's where repetition can help you stay on point and help you stay focused 
on a conversation that really helps everyone benefit. Commitment number three is to believe in yourself and your message. Believe in yourself and your message. This is really the tension between vulnerability and content. Vulnerability and content. How has this content made itself known in your own life? Of your content, where are you investing your own stories without turning this the, the whole talk about you? You want to believe in yourself. You want to believe in your message. You want to believe in your skills. Sometimes more than giving a message, you're giving yourself. And people can tell the difference. People can tell the difference in a conversation. They can tell the difference in a small group. They can tell the difference in a large group. Almost every week, I would say between 38 and 45 times a year, I speak in a large room with uh, multiple uh, hundreds of people and many um, people watching online in that space as well. And one of the points that I've often been told is that when I believe in myself and my message, that passion comes across and it's contagious for people. So believe in yourself and believe in your message. Here's commitment number four, ask clarifying questions. Ask clarifying questions, or another way to say that is ask others to repeat and interpret what you're saying. Just because you believe you're communicating clearly, it doesn't mean the other person is hearing you clearly or fully understanding what it is you're saying. Hopefully, if your communication uh, environment is more dialogue, then the other folks are going to ask clarifying questions. When there's blank spaces in their thinking, they fill it with interpretation. And that's why it's important, I believe, if you're going to be a better communicator, is to ask clarifying questions when you're not sure, and it is to ask others if they're not clarifying proactively, hey, what do you hear me saying, and how are you interpreting that? How is that making you feel? What do you experience in that? Asking clarifying questions, asking others to repeat and interpret really builds a consensus for clarity, which is a consensus for collaboration. It's going to help us learn how to trust. It's going to help us know what each other is doing. It's going to help us understand where each other's coming from. It's going to help us discover values and priorities. It's going to help us discover fear and insecurities. Asking clarifying questions, asking others to repeat and interpret is huge because it's like talking in a mirror and you want to make sure that you are doing the best you can to communicate as clearly as possible. Commitment number five, be authentic more than perfect. Be authentic more than perfect. Again, someone, someone who speaks to a large audience almost on a weekly basis of some sort, again, authenticity is more risky than perfection. I have what I call vulnerability hangovers. Even today, I gave a talk twice to a large room. And when I was done, you know, I was leaving and my wife said, how are you feeling? And I said, well, I have a bit of a vulnerability hangover. And by that, I mean, I was, I felt more, I was more vulnerable to the room, more transparent with the room today than maybe than I was prepared to do. And I'm just feeling a little insecure about that. Yet it's authentic. And to you, what might feel more vulnerable than what you're comfortable with, to others maybe the level of vulnerability they need to connect and to say, wow, that speaker is really authentic. In a dialogue, it's about being honest. It's about being emotional. It's about being expressive. And it's about 
understanding in real time more immediate feedback because the person is sitting across the table from you or sitting next to you. And you can immediately see their facial reaction and their responses and hear their tone. And being authentic is way more than perfection. I often spend hours and hours working on a talk because I want it to be good. I want it to be helpful. And I can fall into the trap of perfection. Do you fall into that trap of perfection? Let's adhere to commitment number five and be more authentic than perfect. Commitment number six, think about what others need. Think about what others need. Again, this is a a real tension for me because it kind of feeds into the being authentic and believing in yourself. Commitment number three, I don't want to make the talk about me, yet I want to recognize that there's a certain amount of connection that I need with the audience And so how much connection helps me serve their needs? So, and the idea is connection may be the short-term goal. I want to connect with the audience. So what do we have in common or with someone across the table from me or a small group? I'm going to think about what do we have in common? Uh, What do we believe to be true? How can we point this to a place of solutions and direction and vision and collaboration And so that feels like the short-term goal. The long-term goal, though, is that I'm really wanting to serve the needs of others. I want to think about what do they need? What questions do they have in their heart? (laughs) The last thing you want to do is put a talk together or begin to frame a conversation in your mind with someone that's really important to you or something you need. And you never consider the questions that are going on in their own mind. And so we have a conversation with them in our head. We don't actually ever have a conversation with them. And so we don't really think about what they need, and therefore the conversation or the talk is not as helpful as it could be. Okay, here is commitment number seven. Commitment number seven. Commitment number seven is upgrade your connection. Upgrade your connection. Now, what I mean by this is resist email and texting As much as you can. Now, I do a lot of email during the day, and most of it's sharing facts one to the other. And email is generally okay. What I don't want to do is have a heart-to-heart conversation by email. I don't want to have a heart-to-heart conversation by text. And so when I say upgrade your connection, what I mean is think about when should I make a phone call? When should I have a face-to-face? When does this require maybe even a platform like Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or something like that? We're actually where we can't maybe physically together, but I can see your face and you can see my face and we can hear each other's voice. And so I want you to upgrade your connection, the the ways that you are willing to connect with other people, do that and make that available. Okay, commitment number eight is use common language. Use common language as much as possible. I work in a uh, church environment and not-for-profit environment. We talk about the Bible a lot, and I'm aware each week that I can get up and just say some things like insider baseball because a lot of my audience is going to know what I'm talking about. But what about those few in my audience that have no idea what I'm talking about? It's a foreign language to them. And so I need to work on as much as I can in my conversation, my small group, my large room dialogue to use common language as much as possible. So when I'm thinking through something, 
I have maybe a religious word or a biblical word or some sort of Christian phrase, and I'll think, okay, I know what this phrase is meant to convey. Is there another way to say that that might be more common to someone who's not familiar with the Christianese, Christian language, biblical language? Now, that works much easier when you're preparing a large room talk because you generally prepare that. And so you're, you're giving forethought to your remarks and, and to the kind of things that are really important to you. But how do you do that when you're having a conversation at a table? You're at a restaurant. You're at a coffee shop. Maybe you're with a loved one or a family member. How do you do that? How do I stop and use common language as possible? Well, this gets back to number four, asking clarifying questions. Hopefully, if you're using insider baseball and they don't know what that is, then they're going to ask a clarifying question. But it's also you're usually aware. And so you might say in a dialogue, hey, I want, I want to share this thought with you, but I, I, want to, I need to translate it in my head to something that's more common for us because I'm going to use the insider language of my sales department and that doesn't communicate to the engineer department. So let me think through this and just giving one, someone a heads up. And usually you can think through that in, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. People don't mind waiting. They actually feel valued because they think, golly, this guy or this gal is valuing communication so importantly that they want to take time to think through the verbiage and the vocabulary to connect with me and to help me understand. That's really honoring. It may be awkward at first for you to say that. Um, but I think using common language is really important because oftentimes we just nod our head and shake our head. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Yep. Sure. I understand. And really what we've done is we've interpreted what they said. We've not asked clarifying questions. We've not communicated that interpretation back. And in some cases, unfortunately, what we interpreted was completely wrong. Use common language. So here are the eight commitments. They'll be in today's handwritten show notes available at LanceBain.com. Click on podcast. Click on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. Look for episode 120, eight commitments to better communication. And these notes will be there on the page as well as there will be a downloadable PDF. Okay, here are the eight commitments. Acknowledge your environment. Repeat and repeat again, number two. Number three, believe in yourself and your message. Commitment number four, ask clarifying questions. Ask others to repeat and interpret what they're hearing. Commitment number five, be authentic more than perfect. Commitment number six, think about what others need. Commitment number seven, upgrade your form of connection. And commitment number eight, use common language as much as possible. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening today to this podcast. I'm so glad that you are spending this time with me, and I trust that these eight commitments to better communication will help you be a better communicator. I want to let you know at LanceBain.com, there's a link on the homepage called Chat with Lance, and I've made some times available on Monday afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, that you can just log on, click Chat with Lance, and select a time slot It'll ask you what medium you want to use to communicate, and it's a way that you can chat with me and we can have a more personal conversation. Wanted to let you know that that was available to you. Hey, I love you guys. Have an amazing week. God bless you. Stay safe, stay hopeful, and be a better communicator this week.